Welcome to Earth Mother Star Child. My name's Natasha Astara, and today I have with me David Edelman, who is the people's lawyer and an educator who's written School is No Place for Children, A Wake Up Call, and A Healer. Hi, David. Hi, Natasha. Morning. Morning. And would you like to um, introduce yourself to our listeners so we can get a good idea of what you do? Uh, well, what I do, um, I, I like to think I'm more of a beer than a doer, but uh, I have been rather busy recently. Um, well, originally uh, trained as a lawyer, solicitor, but turned my back on that when I realised that it was a pile of pants. It was all just, it was a, felt like I was doing um, time having committed no crime. Sat behind the desk, I just got, I just got very claustrophobic and I got sick. So that was my introduction to the world of uh, dis, dis ease where you are doing the wrong thing and you're with the wrong people and your body reflects that back at you. I was offered medication while in, in my early 20s uh, and turned it down and uh, decided that I would just need to make some adjustments to my lifestyle, which meant quitting the job as solicitor. Went on the road and uh, got some fresh air, ended up educating in Spain and then educating in England. Uh, which um, which led me, I'm condensing it all in ridiculously uh, short, led me, my experiences in schools and in educational environments led me to write the book, because as well as realising that the legal system is a scam, so too is the education system. And all the tentacles of the beast are all scams, and we're, we're having to take them out of our bodies and our minds and our souls to uh, re-establish sovereignty, serenity, and sanity. This is... You ask me what I'm doing. In a nutshell, I'm restoring sanity to self and others. Um, and now I'm using the forum of, uh, I'm using the platform of Hovis, and every time I call it something else, which is C-O-V-I-D, by the way, um, I call it Hovis. Every time I call it, well, by its um, literal name, I get deplatformed or um, banned or arrested. So uh, November 19, sorry, November 2020 saw me um, shift from the people's educator with a potential uh, round of national, uh, with a potential national tour as the author of School No Place for Children, to um, the people's lawyer because it was apparent that um, people were losing their lives literally and also metaphorically through ignorance and fear. And so the people's lawyer is a um, living, breathing antidote to the in ignorance and fear. Yeah, and when, you know, it's really interesting because I came across your work as I was looking more and more into sovereignty and I came across common law and then I was looking at common law and I thought, mm, you know, this is all very well. I'm not so sure I want to sign my allegiance to somebody else in this process that I was looking at. And I really want a true sovereignty, which is I incarnated as a soul, an incarnated angel on this earth. And I want to have my own um, divine free will to be able to do as I, I please and on, on my pleasure and what I can do with love and my own creation. Um, so I came across your work. Someone said, come and listen to uh, the people's lawyer um, do a talk. And I had the pleasure of sitting and listening to you, which is why I invited you onto the podcast. Um, so you've been traveling the country, haven't you, David, doing lots of talks and sharing um, your viewpoint on what's going on at the moment in relation to Hovis and our um, 
you know, our illegal activities of our own government. Um, one of the things I was really interested in when you were talking in your talk was this idea of narcissistic abuse that's and because I'd spotted this that we had um, you know we are actually under the influence of a narcissistic abusive uh, government at the moment and you had picked this up too in your in your talk could you um, illuminate on that for a bit uh, for a little bit for our, our listeners well the narcissist um, in the system is basically, um, you could say, that I, there are so many names you can give it. You can go, call it uh, Satan, the devil, artificial intelligence, the shadow, the ego, um, uh, Be uh, Beelzebub, the devil, um, and uh, Be uh, the Be um, what's the other? There's another couple. Um, the Demiurge. There's so many names for essentially something, something that feels disconnected from source and therefore can only live off our connection. So it's living, it's existing vicariously through us. And that translates into a, a tyrannical machine that goes around um, pillaging and psychologically raping the, um, the, the inhabitants of the planet. And it has um, spawned, it has spawned um, human, uh, it's uh, microcosm, well, micro versions of itself in in human form, and we know them as narcissists, sociopaths, and psychopaths. So we are being we are being triangulated. It, it's got a pantomime going on, the Hobus pantomime, which is nothing new. There is nothing new under the sun. This is just the latest version of an, uh, an of an assault, an ex existential assault now on the human race in its current form. And, um, and what I recommend more than anything as a remedy to, for narcissism, whether it's the beast machine and the state with all of its paraphernalia, or whether it's the narcissist in your own life, I recommend no contact. So in other words, you don't argue with it, you don't defy it, you just do what it does, which is pretend you don't exist. You don't, we don't exist for it. And we only exist insofar as we can feed it. So it's like the world's worst um, pet. Yeah, it's the world's worst pet. It's, um, it, you know, it just shows its face when, it, when it's hungry. And uh, apart from that, it, uh, you don't see it. So, and that is, and think of all the people in your life that just show up when they need something, the needy people. How, when do they ever show up to offer something? And this, uh, apparently horrendous scenario, which is absolutely essential for, this, for the um, splitting of the human race into its two component parts, which is service to self and service to others. So the narcissists are going to continue to serve self, and many of them will be jabbed and masked and quarantined and God knows what, because they're, they're, they're virtue signaling and they're aligning themselves with an artificial uh, intelligence. Whereas the rest of us are going to serve self as well, because you have to serve self. Charity begins at home, but we're going to be serving the community. And we're going to feel that brotherhood and sisterhood as we are already feeling it. And we have to um, be thankful for Hovis, which I describe as the gift that keeps on giving, because it galvanized me into becoming the people's lawyer. Um, I'm creating a life that I previously I could only dream of. It was way out of my reach before. 
and now it's completely uh, in my pocket, as it were, in every sense of the word. Um, and we are forming a community of like-minded uh, souls, kindred spirits, and praising destiny for bringing us together, um, acknowledging that we are separating from the others. Uh, there's still a lot of people, well-meaning, conscious people say, oh, we mustn't be judgmental, we mustn't separate. And I say to them in no certain terms, well, get over yourself. There's a separation going on way, way, way beyond your control. And all you need to do is to make sure that you are unified inside your holy land, which is your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual body. Uh, unify your holy land, uh, prevent a, a psychic and physical environmental attack on it. That's the Armageddon scenario. Everyone thinks of the Holy Land as some geographical point on the map. Well, it isn't. It's all part of the um, PSYOP, <clears throat> which has been going on for thousands of years, if not hundreds of thousands of years. And um, we basically, we have an opportunity now to grow up. The human race has never, well, the modern version of the human race has been in a childlike state since its inception. Uh, and some of us are going to demonstrate the art of growing up. I mean, you know, we've had personal growth for some time, but I think the new age version of personal growth is simply uh, a child deciding that it wants to become an adolescent. This is way beyond that. This is, this is growing up and recognizing who we really are and what we're really capable of and what we're not going to tolerate anymore. Yeah. Oh God. So well said. So well said, um, David, it's like, um, it's like gold to my ears because, you know, I do think that this goes all the way back to, you know, our, in, our the interference with the human race all the way back to Mesopotamia and maybe before that. Um, and I wonder, you know, this time in history, we are now having this experience like fractals of time to be able to um, reclaim our sovereignty and um, really begin to move into the powerful beings we actually are, um, which is our birthright, which I barely see anywhere I go. <laughs> so um, listening to what you're saying and your work, I, I'm, I'm assuming that this is all part of helping people um, through this awakening process, through this um, journey back to being a sovereign being. Yes, it is. I mean, I see myself, um... I have to be careful what I say because it can sound smug, arrogant and patronising, but um, I see myself as a shepherd. And I feel qualified to be a shepherd because I've shepherded myself through some terrible, terribly turbulent times um, on all levels, social, emotional, spiritual, psychological. Uh, and I wouldn't feel, um, it wouldn't feel appropriate for me to be able to do this for others. Um, and I don't really have any choice. The universe has thrust me into this, which is how I became the people's lawyer. So even though, even though I'm, I'm um, uh, espousing free will choice, uh, to, some degree, to some degree, I don't have a choice. I have to do this. I have to play this role um, because it would, uh, it, I would feel as though my purpose weren't being fulfilled, fulfilled if I wasn't. Let me take, up, uh, take you up on an issue of uh, mastery. The mask and I was asked a question in, my, um, in a, one of my talks recently when I was telling the audience that they are masters and that they therefore are the law, they are law. Somebody piped up and said, excuse me, um, on what basis are you saying that we're masters? And it's a very good question. 
And the answer, my answer is that we, are, we have proved our mastery simply by, by shoehorning a spiritual um, body, in, uh, a subtle spiritual body into a physical body. And that re requires the kind of mastery which is reserved for very few. So the fact that you incarnate on this planet demonstrates absolute mastery of existence. Uh, and say, enough said as far as I'm concerned. And, the, uh, and then bringing the uh, school no place for children theme into it, you then, having been a master for seven years, and even the legal system recognizes that, they refer to you as master. For the first seven years of your life, you are referred to as a master. And then you go to school and they decimate the mastery. And by the time you leave school, you not only do you not know that you're a master or feel a master, you feel completely subservient to a system that you are now codependent on, and your mastery is long is a long distant memory. It's long gone. It's been shot to pieces. Your soul is fragmented, and you are at the mercy uh, and require a job so that you can stand up straight. Well, that is just an abomination of humanity. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I noticed when I had my own children. Um, that there were so many uh, mind programs playing that came out of me and I had to kind of clear up, but also uh, from all around me where it was creating this codependent subservient being, um, you know, on, on my child, children. And it was like, how, how can this be so, you know, how can we give birth to these amazing beings that come in? I mean, my kids just have so much incredible um, soul her heritage and information that they brought with them from from other places and I just think well how how can we then spend all our time making them as small as possible and inhibiting them in every way um, so I think you're right I think that we do it unfortunately parents do it to their children um, the family members do it without realizing then they go to schools that do it and um, all the time it's about um, making them um, making people be basically subservient to others, just like you said, and it's not coming from within, from the heart, from their own free will. It's like imposed will all the time. Um, so you worked in a you worked in a school for a while, did you, David? Uh, I worked in no particular school. I was peripatetic. I was an instructor of a card game, oh. and I was I was funded to go into. Uh, uh, in the end, it was somewhere, it was a three-figure number of schools all over the country, um, and it, um, it opened my eyes to my own schooling and to other people's, and I could see how uh, things were getting progressively worse, and it, it led to the book, and the book turns out to be ahead of its time, quite prophetic, saying that school is no place for children, because now, even though it was more metaphorical than real, I'm not saying it wasn't real. School four or five years ago certainly was not a place for children. But now it's completely obvious. If you don't see that school is no place for children, then your brain damage is arguably beyond repair. And that's what it is. It's brain damage. We have been given the kind of upbringing that is guaranteed to bring on brain damage. And I'll give you an example. When you are towed off in a strict tone of voice before the age in which you can understand why you're being told off and answer back, articulately that causes physical brain damage to the hippocampus and this is scientific fact that then uh, is a major trauma that needs resolving but nobody knows we've got it so they never resolve it which means that there are billions of people 
It affects us all working around with what's known as complex post-traumatic stress disorder. It's complex because they don't know they've got it. And when you're in post-traumatic stress disorder, you're vulnerable, you're um, easily triggered, your fears and anxieties are easily triggered. You then revert to the mammalian brain. The mammalian brain is fight or flight. There's no um, coherent rational thought in the mammalian brain. So if you're um, told what was a, a pandemic going on, then you, you panic. So it's a panic-demic. If you're told that there's a panic-demic going on, you panic, um, you lose all rational thinking, all coherent thought, and you cannot question anything anymore. And all you want to do is to soothe the fear by complying. Yeah. Putting on your mask, taking the vax, whatever, whatever, whatever. And that's how so many people, there's other ways to control them, like brainwashing, of course. Um, but that's how so many people are falling for the trap because as another uh, attendee recently said to me, David, most people at the age of 21 should have arrived in their neofrontal cortex where they can think rationally and objectively. But very few people are arriving at that. By the time they're 21, they're still in the childlike infantilized state of fight or flight. And, now, and, and you can see that in the eyes when you, when you walk past them without your mask on, you can see the fear. Sometimes it's beyond fear, it's psychosis. You can see they flash this psychotic look at you. Uh, and it's um, and it really is a very strong person that can deal with that on a regular basis. It's um, we have to be, this is a massive test of resilience. It's the, the arguably the biggest ever, because it's purely psychological. Yeah. You know, it's, it's easy to go without food for 30 days. You just go you go a bit hungry and you get used to it anyway. But this constant bombardment of flashing eyes, psychotic looks, and um, is very distressing, and we have to be very strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting because I I haven't worn a mask, and um, I would never wear a mask for these reasons. And um, I noticed that I somehow was a bit more immune to that um, stare from other people. And I think it's just because I'm a little bit unusual. Anyway, I get stared at a lot. And it, to be honest, it was absolutely no different from all the other kind of fear stares I get, um, you know, from from all from everyone all the time. So it wasn't such well, a. Can I, you, can, I, can I turn the table here, Natasha? Why why do you think people stare at you? Um, because I'm well, fortunately for me or unfortunately for me, I'm I'm an indigo, and so my brain has never worked the same as other people's, and I've been aware from, of that all through schooling. I've always been thinking, well, I didn't get the program download that everyone else got here. I don't really understand why people are doing that. And there's a lot of fear. People don't like it. People don't like the questioning. And I and when you're talking about PTSD, uh, you know, that fits perfectly. Yeah, OK, well, we're, we're, we're two indigos having a conversation, having an indigo conversation. Um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I was, I chose, my parents did not choose to birth me. I chose to birth myself. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, my, my mother still bears a grudge because um, she doesn't feel as though she had a say in my birth. Oh, uh, okay. and I, and I, yeah, so because I had a, a strong purpose to come through. Yeah. And that, that, gives, that gives me, that gave me, the reason why I can be who I am at the moment is because I was born alienated. Mm. Um, and I won't go any further into that. That's for another day. But 
when you're born alienated, it gives you a freedom and a resilience that other people can only dream about. Yeah, I can definitely feel that. <laughs> yeah, so um, I can be harassed, harangued, threatened, menaced, blackmailed, coerced, and it's water off a duck's back. Oh, is that it? Is that the best you've got? <laughs> wow. How pathetic. Yeah, well, um, I'm, I'm glad you're so strong because I still experience the trauma sometimes. I still have a little shake in my body, so which is traumatised, no, you know. Don't, don't get me wrong. Excuse me, I've just got to... Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not a machine. I have moments of weakness myself, but it's just that my moments of weakness are like little um, pauses, uh, and then normal services resume fairly quickly. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, David, I like the, I like it when you mention trauma because I've noticed that there is this like a systematic tra traumatization that happens from birth, like even pre-birth, when when the mothers are pregnant. And I had um, myself. I had two home births um, because I wanted to keep my kids, you know, myself and my children to be born out of, of the hospital system. Um, and I had a huge journey with all of that, trying to keep it out and people thinking I was bonkers and all this sort of stuff. Um, but I noticed that this is systematic, this um, like this will to traumatize from birth, pre-birth, the human being. Um, and I even noticed it in children's play areas that there felt like there were signal frequencies in those areas trying to create trauma while people, while children were playing. So um, I think that this is um, a, like a plan and it makes us more, um, you know, uh, less resilient, more, more compliant, just as you're saying. Do you have any viewpoints on that um, way of how I've seen that? No, that's pure, what you've just said is pure truth. Um, another example is uh, you listen on the rare occasions, I'm, I'm, I'm renting a car at the moment, so, and sometimes I get bored of my own playlist of songs and I just tune into a radio station, which I always regret because most of them are now have got running adverts, and the adverts will say, Have you, uh, do you have, a, have you had a persistent cough for more than the last three days? You could have lung cancer. And another one is, uh, do, do you habitually forget your keys and you don't know um, and, and you forget where you've left your, um, your phone? You could have early onset Alzheimer's. So it's, it's a systematic dismantling of human self-confidence and human resilience. Yeah. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's what David Ack calls problem reaction solution. So they create a problem in which you feel disempowered and the victim of potential terror including self-terror, you know, um, and you're looking for uh, external solutions. Uh, and the big brother, um, the big narcissistic brother says, it's okay, we've got the drug that will prevent you from getting, or we've got the surgical nanotechnology that will prevent you from getting this, suffering that. And it's making people step away from their humanity and their natural immunity to all things negative and move towards uh, what they regard as the comfort zone in which the artificial world will solve all of these problems that the artificial world created. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, we are, we are being systematically undone. Um, and it's a race against time because um, 
while uh, we have an ascension process going on, Mother Earth is, is raising her frequency, which is why the Schumann residence recently went absolutely haywire. Um, and, um, and why children or boys and girls are being born that are ready for ascension. They are, they've got their, they've got their um, soul memories intact. They've got their gifts and talents intact. They cannot go to school. Even if, even if, if it was the most benevolent school in the world, they still wouldn't go to school because school has nothing to teach them. As I say in my education talks, although it's been a while since I, this, funnily enough, this weekend I've got, I'm doing a double header. I'm at a conference in Staffordshire and they want me as the people's educator and the people's lawyer. So, um, and I'm really excited about that because I've been the people's lawyer for, uh, you know, six, seven, eight months. It's been a, um, it's been, you know, hard work and uh, I'd like a bit of light relief by going back to being the people's educator, even if it's just for an hour and a half. But, um, so uh, we, we are we are um, we're being asked to provide an environment in which these futuristic boys and girls can bring in the future, the benevolent, light and love infused future. And the behemoth, Leviathan, the dark force, is desperate, desperate, uh, and uh, to, to prevent this. The bemused masses haven't a clue what's going on. And um, they may soon have a clue when, when there's a mass um, awakening. Um, but then we have to, we'll have to deal with the aftermath of people waking up to the fact that, that it, on, on the whole, their entire, not their entire lives, but most of their lives were based on a lie and, in effect, a waste of time and energy. Um, so that's, that's not going to be an easy task. So my talks will shift soon more towards the, the healer. Yeah, at the moment I'm the educator and the lawyer, but it won't be long before I need to be the healer and giving people, uh, there's already healing information that I'm inserting into the talk. So it's a, it's a metamorphosis, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I felt that too. I felt that, you know, that actually as a person, you were quite a, a rounded, um, you know, set of information that I was receiving through the talk. So if anyone's out there thinking about going to see your work, I really recommend finding out um, maybe David can give us a, a rundown of where to find him as he's, he spins around the country doing lots of exciting things. Well, I'm not going to be too, too detailed because I'm, on, I'm, I'm technically wanted in court for, for using a microphone in public. Um, so that, they're now, that's now being criminalised. If you are holding a gathering, which I wasn't because I was a guest and I was a surprise guest, I rocked up on the beach of um, Morecambe Promenade and uh, gave the assembled 200 people a little chat, a little talk, pep talk. Uh, that was, that um, then led to me being sort of physically a notice of criminal charge. Now, three coppers came from, from Treston, traveled uh, 60, uh, 40 miles, just to knock on my door to give me a piece of paper, which is uh, a breach of their oath of office. Because they're not, they're not upholding the law, protecting the people and uh, keeping the peace. They are, uh, they're, they're engaging in criminal activity. Anyway, that's by the by. So in other words, what, that's my lighthearted way of saying I don't give too much detail. Um, okay, okay. So um, I am going around the country in, a, in, in, in an infinite figure of eight. Um, currently on the south coast, southeast coast, um, heading to Ipswich. Um, if this, when, when will this podcast go out, Natasha? Oh, well, as soon as I, as soon as I can edit it. 
Let's go. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so, it, it, okay, Ipswich on the uh, on Thursday. This coming Thursday, the um, I think it's the fifteenth. Okay. Of July. Uh, then, I'll, then the next one after that will will be Nottingham on the twenty third of July. And then, for further details, go on um, thepeopleslawyeruk.com the on live events page, and you'll see uh, where I'm due to be. And then you email me for a more specific venue details. Okay, and I'm guessing that people can invite you if they have a group or people who want to hear what you have to say. You can be invited to um, form form some interesting talkages with their groups. Is that correct? Uh, absolutely. I have a I have a recommended minimum attendance of thirty people. For now, that may soon go up to fifty, um, but the absolute minimum of thirty, ideally forty to fifty minimum. But you know. Um, I would come and I would come and talk to thirty if they were on my route. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't go out of my way to talk to just thirty people. So, um, um, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you because I don't want to run out of time. But um, what, what oh. I wanted to ask you because you obviously you're the thing that people are most attracted to the common lawyer, the the people lawyer, and through sometimes through the common law route, you're about to have an experience in court kind of probably dealing with the things that you, um, you, you some of the things that you teach or you tell people about. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know because if people will um, be, you know, finding out about you often if they have a conflict with the police or, or powers that be. So I'm just wondering if you can give anybody um, some insight, if they have something coming up, they're arrested at a protest or, um, they've been told that they can't, you know, hold a talk. What What's the best advice you would give to them? Like, who could they speak to? Who could they go to to find out more information? The, the best advice I can give them is to ignore everything they are told and every threat they're ever given. Just ignore okay. it. Threats don't exist except in, in the minds of um, people with complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. Now, now, I have to qualify that advice. Basically, in a nutshell, when if you're threatening the person, you turn your back, you stay silent. I'm going to rush through this, but you can, for more information, you can go on videos on the website, thepeopleslawyeruk.com. But in a nutshell, if you're threatening on the street, turn your back, stay silent. Stay silent means stay silent. It doesn't mean utter one word. It means utter zero words, right? Um, if, if you're sent correspondence, return it within 72 hours. Um, and there's a way to do it again when you'll see it on a video on the website uh, in the uh, video section, yes. <clears throat> and if you're invited to court and the summons is, is only an invitation, do what I do, which is send them a notice of conditional acceptance. I will not step foot in a court. That is not a place for a sovereign being. Yeah. And I'm not a, this is not common law, this is common sense. I'm not a common law practitioner. I am a common sense practitioner. Common law is very limited. A strict interpretation of common law would mean that women and ethnic minorities have no rights. Right. Because common law was created by and for the barons, the, the uh, landed aristocracy. They're the ones that signed the Magna Carta with King John. And there were, there were no ethnic minorities back in the day, or hardly any. And women did, would, had, had, no, um, had no voting rights, had no rights whatsoever. So it was 
So really, and this, this wisdom was imparted to me by a retired police officer, and I agree with him. So what we're standing on is universal principle, uh, the, the, our, the coding that informs our DNA to behave according to the one overriding, overarching uh, law, only one, which is do no harm. If you're doing no harm, and in particular doing no self-harm, and remaining peaceful, you are above the law. And this is, I'm not showing what I talk about in my talk. So, um, be bold. Again, it's unlearn who you, you know, you think you're the subject of someone, the subject of the queen, and you think you're a citizen, and you think you're this, and you think you're that. These statuses are artificial. artificial. They're not real. They're part of the psyop. But they're embedded in your brain and in your psyche. And we have to face up to what's been done to us and start to undo it. And it's not an, an overnight process. Um, so, and it's shocking, it can be shocking because it, it means a complete reevaluation. Yeah. I mean, I, I do feel that people have to go through an enormous process with this, you know, some less than others, you know, if the indigos, but even, you know, most people are going to have to sort of deprogram all the programming that's been put in since birth and, and before. Um, but these are all journeys to our own sovereignty. So, so David, I feel like we should we should end this on a, some sort of beautiful um, words of wisdom from you. Do you have any anything that you would like to share? And you can have this platform to share your words with our with our listeners. Uh, well, I, I think I've kind of covered it. But um, we are we are the law. We are fractal versions of the divine. We can't help that. We are masters of, of our own destiny, masters of existence. Uh, we, we must learn, we have to learn the art of self-lovingness, self-love, which is the antidote to everything. Uh, and I've, uh, spoiler alert, now, now some people will know what I um, give as my ultimate antidote in my talk. Well, there you go. Um, the, now, some people get confused about self-love and they say, they say, isn't that narcissism? And I say, no, I scream, no, it's the opposite. Narcissism is the abject absence of self-love yeah. and self-awareness and self-consciousness. Self yeah. So self-love, you can only love another if you have loved yourself first, which is the meaning of the phrase, charity begins at home. Yeah. And... Uh, Learning to love yourself, what I say is that if you can't do it immediately, then start with self-forgiveness and then go through the process of self-acceptance, self-valuation, self-appreciation, self-expression, uh, self-acknowledgement, um, self-mastery, etc., etc. And then you can share all of that. Then the world will... This is why my life is so amazing at the moment, because I've been through all these processes uh, forgiving myself, accepting myself, starting to value myself. And now people, the appreciation we get as the people's lawyer is beyond, it's off the scale. Well, that's wonderful. Well, I appreciate you. And I, I when I heard you talk, it was just like resonance, resonance, resonance. Um, and I knew that I was listening to truth. So I can definitely feel that as, you know, one soul to another, that you are really in alignment with something very um, precious and divine and you know, that's fueling, fueling your process as you go through this. Um, so David, I've, you know, it's been such a ple pleasure to talk to you. Um, let's drop some websites. So can you tell us where people can find you? Well, the, the People's Lawyer website is, as I said before, the peopleslawyeruk.com. 
there's the um, and then if they want to and they can find the book School No Place for Children on there, and they can either um, click on the link which will send them to Amazon. But if they're not um, supportive of Amazon, and who can blame them? Then they can click on another link and they email me and say, "Can I purchase your book privately?" And we'll we'll come to an arrangement like a, a PayPal arrangement or some other arrangement. Um, so where else they can find me on the Telegram channel as a, as a broadcast channel, the People's Lawyer on Telegram. They can find me on YouTube. I've literally just posted two short videos to YouTube. I've got an extensive array of videos on YouTube where I'm the People's Lawyer UK because the People's Lawyer on YouTube is an American. So on YouTube only, I'm on, I am the People's Lawyer UK. Uh, Telegram, the People's Lawyer channel, and BitChute, the People's Lawyer. So there's um, about 30 videos now. There'll be more, just the two I've called um, um, Protecting Our Children from Tyranny. So I've just done two short videos, parts one and part two, literally went uh, uploaded this morning. Brilliant. Um, thank you ever so much for coming on, David, and um, come back and chat to me again. It's been an absolute pleasure, Natasha, and it will be my pleasure again to come back and pursue this um, conversation uh, to help people get clarity. That's my that's my main, when I do my talks, the, the, the top of the list of things um, that I'm here to do, I say to them, my remit is to give clarity.